The Rams have not come to terms with free agent linebacker Bobby Wagner. Have they finally found the limits to their budget? You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks for checking out the pod. I host the Rams pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show on their flagship station, ESPN LA, and have since the Rams returned to Los Angeles in 2016. Make sure you click that subscribe button in your podcast feed. Make sure that you're also checking us out, Locked On Rams on YouTube as well, and you can see all the brilliant things that we're talking about here on Locked On Rams. I want to talk about Jared Goff landing on hard knocks, not for the second time or the first time, but rather for the third time overall. And now that we're kind of seeing the end of the free agency period, how have the odds changed for the Rams? And some of the other teams that may have creeped up into the Rams' general neighborhood may surprise you as well. That's all coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's get right to it. We've talked a lot about it on this pod, whether or not the Rams were going to find a way to get to Bobby Wagner, whether or not they were going to find a way to get a deal done with the former Seattle Seahawks linebacker, and whether or not his next stop was going to be wearing Rams horns. Um, it seemed to make a lot of sense, right, that this is a position that the Rams have been struggling to fill. This is something that there is an opportunity for a lot of snaps. This is an opportunity to come and play for a team that has had a great deal of success over the last four or five years. Obviously, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. So these are all very good news for the Rams. Bobby Wagner is a Southern California guy, so it's an opportunity to come play at home. That's the the things that the Rams are offering. What Bobby Wagner offers is a six-time All-Pro, a guy that's been one of the best at his position in the league really since he's come into it, a guy that's in his early 30s that still has a lot of football left. If you kind of look at the way that these things go historically, you would still expect him to be a pretty high-level football player. And what Bobby Wagner, I'm sure, is looking at and thinking about opportunities to do how do I go and compete against my old team, right? That this is somebody that gave uh, the Seattle Seahawks a lot of very good football, somebody that won a lot of games there and was not so ceremoniously um, told that, you know, you're not going to play football here. I, I get it. It's a cutthroat business that this is a league where, you know, you are as good as your last season. You are as good as what they think might be coming up. And perhaps more than anything, you're as good as the guy behind you may or may not be and how much money he may or may not make. If they can find somebody that's going to give them 80 or 90% of the production at 50% of the cost, well, you're probably going to go down the road. Now, where it gets a little bit trickier is how does the team that's making that decision do right by their player or maybe do not do right by their player? Think about the difference between how the Rams um, did uh, Robert Woods, right? Robert Woods was kind of the odd man out when they were done signing Allen Robinson Jr. You know, you have Cooper Cup, you have Van Jefferson. They may or they, they're still trying to find a way to get Odell Beckham Jr. back into the fold. And the Rams didn't have enough positions to for Robert Woods to fit in, and he makes a lot of money. And so they went to him and said, look, we're going to do something here. Where would you like to go? And they, they involved him in the process of where he was going to go. He ends up in Tennessee. And I would imagine that Robert Woods, while probably disappointed not to be in Los Angeles on a team as good as the Rams are in his hometown and what comes along with that, but at least they did right by him and said, we're going to send you to a place that makes sense for you and that you want to go, and that was Tennessee for him. Bobby Wagner just got kind of told, yeah, I don't think we need you here anymore. And that was that. 
And, and I, I get it. Maybe it's not a perfect comparison, but there are ways to, to ease one of your more popular players out of the organization. Uh, there are right ways to do it. And then there are less right ways to do it. And this one feels a lot like one of the less right ways to do it. Um, so with all of that being said, Bobby Wagner may be thinking about an opportunity for himself where he gets to go play against the Seahawks a couple of times a year where he may want to go and play against Pete Carroll and John Schneider and everybody else say, oh, yeah, you didn't think I had any football left or you didn't want to pay me or you think that you would be able to replace me and, and, and do whatever it is that you thought you could do without me? Well, here I am on a team that's been a thorn in your side for the last several seasons, and not only am I with those guys right now, but I'm helping them beat you a couple of times a year. Now, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the NFL, right? But it does seem like the Seahawks are kind of entering into that rebuild phase um, and they decided they didn't need somebody at his price. And that's where the Rams are with this whole thing right now. The Rams are trying to figure out what that price is going to be. According to Peter King, uh, Bobby Wagner's looking for about $11 bucks a year. The Rams do not have, at least at the moment, $11 million worth of cap space. They have about $8 million. Again, these are round numbers, give or take. But they it doesn't fit. They also have a lot of other needs other than just Bobby Wagner. While Bobby Wagner would certainly fit in very nicely with what the Rams are trying to do, they need to find somebody to replace Vaughn Miller. They need to find somebody to replace Darius Williams. They need to find somebody potentially to replace Sebastian Joseph Day. And some of these other players that have left the team, they have a lot of openings, a lot of vacancies along the way that they're going to have to fill. If they spend all their money in one spot, they're really painting themselves into a pretty narrow corner with what they might be able to do elsewhere. So the Rams and Bobby Wagner met. There appeared to be mutual interest on both sides, but they could not get to a number that made sense for both of them. So he's met with um, Baltimore, reportedly. There are also reports that he may meet with Dallas at some point along the way. Uh, the, the, I mean, okay, the, these are the risks both of them play. Dallas, yeah, you know, Dallas is a good team. They're the defending division champs, but Dallas is probably uh, one of those teams that, I think if they showed up in the Super Bowl next year, you'd be a little surprised because of their history over the last, you know, Dak Prescott, well, a nice quarterback, really has not put his team in a position to be a Super Bowl favorite. Baltimore is kind of a, a wild card. They're always pretty good. They always seem to be kind of in the mix. But the last couple of years, maybe not what they have been uh, for maybe the decade before that. The Rams offer an opportunity to win. The Rams offer an opportunity to be in your hometown. The Rams offer an opportunity to be in the same division of the team that you just left. And perhaps more than anything else, the Rams offer you an opportunity to be in important games really from the moment you walk through the door. And while some other teams certainly are in there, the other ones that we're hearing, maybe a little bit on a tier down from the Rams where they are right now. Still nothing done. The Rams still have an opportunity to get him signed, but it did feel like when he was in to meet and both teams expressed mutual interest, or I should say both the, the Rams and Bobby Wagner's representation, Bobby Wagner himself were saying, yeah, this may be a good fit. And it didn't get done. Not always you know, a sure thing that ultimately it doubles back and goes the other way. I'd still love to see him in a Rams uniform, but the fact that he came in and left again and didn't get something done, I don't think bodes particularly well for his future as an LA Ram. I'd like very much to be wrong about that moving forward. Okay, so I want to talk about how some odds have changed for some teams in the NFL. While well, the Rams have kind of set pretty, pretty, pretty steady as to where they've been, even pre-free agency and now post-free agency. That's coming up in just a second. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. I'm going to give you some odds from Bet Online coming up in just a little bit about where the Rams have moved, about where the Rams started, about where the Rams are right now, about where some other teams are. All of this information is available to you at Bet Online. 
online. And right now, of course, it's college basketball season. The top teams of the Final Four, we already know where they are. They're getting ready to go. The national champion is coming up this week. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and all your sports information from all the latest odds, contests, player props. You need it betonline.net has it it remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season so you can get on the speed a little bit earlier than everybody else and maybe you're not a basketball guy maybe you're a football guy a baseball guy hockey guy whatever it is bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs including live betting in your favorite vegas casino games head on over to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts and thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked on NFL, Locked on Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like Locked on Rams. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Rams as all, that little subscription button in the upper right-hand corner in your podcast feed, and, of course, on Locked on Rams on YouTube as well. Okay, so... Let's talk about some of these odds that are going on for the Rams, right? You've seen some people move around. The Rams, of course, are the defending Super Bowl champions. We don't need to, uh, you know, we can say it as often as we want, right? It feels pretty good as Rams fans to say defending Super Bowl champs. But usually you're going to find that you're defending Super Bowl champions pretty near the top of the list. The Rams are one, two, three, four, five, six teams down the list right now. Uh, I'm looking at the, li- the, the lines on Bet Online. Um, and it's interesting. Buffalo is at the top of the list. Buffalo is at plus 675. Okay, fine. I get it. The Bills haven't been to the Super Bowl since uh, the 90s when I was still in college, so that's been a minute. Tampa Bay checks in second at plus 825. Um, eh, all right, we'll see what they are able to put together. But when Tom Brady comes back, Tom Brady still put together a pretty nice season last year, was in the MVP mix, so Tampa makes a little bit of sense. Plus 825, a little bit shorter odds than maybe I would have thought. But, you know, Tom Brady, public team, all that stuff. Kansas City, plus 950, even with the Tyreek Hill um, trade that they've made, they kind of sat more or less where they were. Green Bay is at an even 1,000. And the Los Angeles Rams are at plus 1,200, which is about where they were going into free agency. Depending on where you look, I'm looking at bet online right now. Uh, plus 1,200 is about where they were pre-free agency. It's about where they are post-free agency, which, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, that's pretty good. This is the team that won the Super Bowl last year. This is a team that's made some pretty significant moves along the way and that they're still there leads you to believe that they've made some pretty nice moves. Now, there's still a lot of opportunities for them. We just finished talking about Bobby Wagner. We've talked about Jadevian Clowney. We're talking about uh, some other opportunities on corners. We still haven't done the draft. So there's a whole lot of pieces that still need to be added to this. But that the Rams are kind of where they are, I think, is predicated entirely on the fact that Sean McVay is still here. Aaron Donald is coming back. Cooper Cup is still here. Matthew Stafford is still here. And the functioning of the organization is still what it was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. I think that has as much to do with it as anything else. The one that really caught my eye looking at this is the other team here in town. The Los Angeles Chargers are also at plus 1,200, right behind... Uh, the Rams are, are the San Francisco 49ers at 1,400, which, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do with their quarterback. We were talking about with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back potentially. Maybe they're going to move on from him. Maybe with Trey Lance, I would think. And I guess it, it, it depends on large part on who comes into San Francisco. But they feel about right where they were. They were in the conference championship game last year. They're right where the Cincinnati Bengals are, who, of course, are the defending conference champions in the AFC. But 
the Charger one, it, it speaks to all of the moves that they made, right? It speaks to what they did uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Khalil Mack in particular. It speaks to them bringing some of the guys back like they did. But the thing that jumps out at me, and, and I get it, that it you know it, it's hard to quantify this, but I do believe that part of this is the reason that the Rams kind of stayed steady despite the fact that a lot of moving parts on their roster had changed. You know, you lose your left tackle in Andrew Whitworth. It's the guys that are deciding these things, right? It's as much about Sean McVay and Les Snead and, and, and the guy that's the trigger guy in Matthew Stafford as it is anything else, which brings me back to the Chargers. Justin Herbert has been really good since coming into the NFL. And, and in the interest of full disclosure, I'm a Justin Herbert fan. I'm a University of Oregon college football fan. I love the Ducks, and I like to see them do well, and I was hoping that he would land in a place that would allow him to showcase his skills, and I think that he has. He's been very, very good, and you know, in a weird way, I kind of root for him. Um, the problem is the guys that are running the show, in particular, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley demonstrated that he was not quite up for the job, and that doesn't mean that he can't get there. That doesn't mean that he can't figure out a way to become – a more effective NFL head coach. But if I would have told you at the halfway point that the Chargers weren't going to make the playoffs, what would you have thought? If I would have told you going into the last quarter of the season that the Chargers weren't going to make the playoffs, what would you have thought? If I would have told you going into the very last game of the season against the Raiders that the Chargers were not going to make the playoffs, what would you have thought? You would have thought that something very weird would have happened, which is exactly what it is, that the Chargers just kind of started doing some things that didn't make any sense at all. And you got to factor that in at some point, right? That if you're a Charger fan, and, and we're going to get back to the Rams on this in a second, it's just it's a way of kind of explaining that, well, you can have the quarterback, which I believe that they do. Well, you can have a lights-out defensive player. They do in Bosa. When they added another one in Khalil Mack, you can have all these. But if the guy that's making the decisions – Week in and week out, the guy that is is setting the culture, right? And, and not, I, I'm okay with aggressiveness, but recklessness seems to be incredibly uh, a, a much more accurate indicator of, of what that he was doing. Think about the final game. Think about that. The Raiders were doing everything, but basically waving across the field like, "Hey, we're going to sit on this and we're going to tie this game, and we're both going to go in." Tough luck for the Steelers. We're going to keep this thing moving. Staley calls a timeout. There, I mean, everybody on TV, everybody in the building is like, wait, huh? What in the world? I, okay, I guess we have to run a play now. And they did, and it ended up costing them a chance to go to the playoffs. Because once you're in, who knows what's going to happen? I think that's why the Rams have sat where they are, despite the fact that they've had a bunch of people move around. They've had a bunch of people leave. They've had some new people come in. It's because of the decision-making process of the guys that are at the most important positions. Brandon Staley has not proven that he's the right guy to make those decisions. Now, maybe he'll grow into it. Maybe he learned the, the, a very valuable lesson for some of this stuff as far as what to do and what not to do in these moments. Maybe, Charger fans better hope so. But again, to kind of bring it all the way back around to the Rams again, this is how you know you're in the right spot when you have guys like this that just understand the decisions that go into it. They're all going to make mistakes along the way. Everybody does. But are they catastrophic? Are they fatal? Are they decisions that ultimately get you out of the playoffs or losing a playoff game? Or is it just something, okay, learn from that and moved on? Think about how, how many times do we talk about the Rams not running the ball enough, right? Not running the ball during that three-game losing streak. I know I wasn't doing the pot at that time, but that was the topic around the team. Why aren't they running? Why aren't they running? Why are they getting pushed around? And eventually, Sean McVay said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run the ball a little bit. We're going to make them... Uh, defend both sides of this even if we can't necessarily move it on the ground a whole bunch we're going to at least make them have to stop it along the way 
It took a couple of weeks. Happened pretty fast. That's the difference, right? And that's why those odds are always intriguing to me. When you see a team that doesn't have the pedigree that is a, a championship pedigree, and, and really any pedigree in the postseason to speak of, Justin Herbert hasn't played in a postseason game. Brandon Staley hasn't coached in a, in a postseason game. And yet there they are equal with the fans. They must have really liked some of the personnel that they brought in, namely uh, Mac and uh, Jones along the way. So we will definitely see how that ultimately shakes out. Uh, something that we will definitely see, we're going to see Jared Goff on Hard Knocks for the third time in his relatively young career. That's coming up next. Speaking of uh, Detroit and cars, right? What about rockauto.com? There are so many different cars. There's so many different makes and models. Have you ever gone in to one of the brick and mortar stores and tried to find exactly what it is for your make, your model, and trying to find the, the guy that knows what to look for and if they actually have it or not? Skip all of that. Skip all of that. Save your time and just as importantly, save your money when you use Rock Auto. Why spend 30%, 50% more for the same parts from a chain store or a dealership? Let me give you an example. A fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey. About $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. You don't want to put $140 in your pocket? I think you probably do. Rock Auto, it's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And if you need it for your car, they have it at Rock Auto. Brake parts, tail lamps, whatever you need, they've got it at Rock Auto. Go explore their very easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you here from the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you write that locked on in the how did you hear about us, Box. Amazing selection, reliably blow prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so for the third time in Jared Goff's, what would he be, six-year NFL career, he's going to be featured on Hard Knocks. That's a... It's pretty wild when you think about it. Um, of course, the first season of Hard Knocks for Jared Goff was the first season that the Rams returned to Los Angeles after spending 22 years in St. Louis. And the takeaway from that, there, there, there were two very memorable takeaways from the Rams uh, edition of, of uh, Hard Knocks a few years ago, way back in the summer of 2016. Number one. I'm not going to stand for any more of that seven and nine BS, right? We're done. The Jeff Fisher standing in front of this. We're not going to have any more seven and nine BS. Well, he, he was right. They didn't have any more seven and nine BS. Uh, they had four and 12 BS. That, that did happen. They did go four and 12 in that first season. So that one kind of followed Jeff Fisher around for a while after saying he wasn't going to tolerate any more seven and nine seasons. Um, well, Neither were the Rams, I guess. They decided to move on towards the end of that season. And then, of course, the other one was when uh, Jared Goff, who was the number one pick in the draft that year, and some of his teammates, they took a ride on the Goodyear Blimp, which is stationed out here in uh, Carson, California, not far from uh, Los Angeles. And Jared Goff was overheard asking whether the sun uh, rises in the east and sets in the west every day. Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, uh, Really, I, I feel fairly confident that it will continue to rise in the east and set in the west for quite some time. And if it ever doesn't, uh, that's probably bad news for all of us. It means that something fairly significant has happened along the way. So Jared apparently was not up on his um, solar system, his heliocentricity, if you will. So that was kind of one of those moments. Um, one of the other times that, that Jared Goff was on Hard Knocks was coming into the 2020 season. Of course, that was full pandemic season and they had a joint edition with the Chargers and the Rams where he was a part of that as well. And 
I love Hard Knocks. I think if you are listening to this podcast and, or any of the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, the NFL channels, you are probably a big Hard Knocks fan too because it is, it's great TV. It, it's, it's good drama. It's great access. You do get to kind of know the culture of some of these teams. Some of, you know, for instance, when you watch the, the culture of the Cowboys, who have been on them multiple times as well, you know that that entire operation is entirely centered around Jerry Jones, that the players and the coaches and everything else are just um, accessories to what's going on, that it's the Jerry Jones show 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's his team. If that's how he wants to do it, that's fine. When they did it with the Rams uh, in 2016, it was a team that was in transition. It was a team that was being relocated halfway across the country. It was a team that had a head coach that was coming into the season that if he did have another one of those seven and nine BS seasons that who knows how that was going to shake out, how that would go for him. And it didn't go well, four and 12 is worse than seven and nine. And so you do get an idea of, of what's going on inside the building. It's kind of why I like this one for, for not necessarily for Jared Goff, but I'm intrigued by Dan Campbell. I thought Dan Campbell, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought Dan Campbell was going to be a disaster. I thought that Dan Campbell plus Jared Goff equaled really bad news for everybody involved because the Lions, well, Lions, right? That Do you even need to add anything to it after that? The Lions were a team that if there's a way to lose, they will find a way to lose. If there's a bad decision to be made, they will make it. They hired a guy that had, did not have any head coaching experience, and at his introductory press conference, he's talking about biting guys in the kneecap and they're going to fight and all this crazy coach verbiage that is a bunch of nonsense really that give it give me a guy with a plan give me a guy that has a, a a strategy give me a guy that wants to develop culture as opposed to old school tough guy you know you get they if they knock us down it's how many great fine what, what are you going to do about it and dan campbell's growling about guys getting their kneecaps bitten off and all this crazy stuff I'm thinking, yeah jared goff with this guy good luck kind of worked it kind of worked. Look, the Lions were not a good team, but they were a very good bad team, right? Like there are, you saw it. We saw the Rams play the Texans this year. We saw the Rams play the New York Giants. And these are bad football teams that were easily beaten, that would roll very, very quick. We saw them play Jacksonville late in the season. That's a terrible team that has absolutely no idea what it is that they're trying to get done. Detroit wasn't that. The, the Rams beat Detroit, but it was a fight. They had to play a real game. They had to come back after having uh, getting knocked over a few times, of onside kick, things like that, trick plays, all of those things. And then eventually Detroit started to win some games. Detroit started to, to play football where if you didn't play well, they could beat you. That's a, that's a testament to Dan Campbell. That's a testament to what Jared Goff got done. And this is going to be an interesting card knock season too because Jared Goff is at that point where if the Lions pick a quarterback, and maybe they will, maybe they won't, maybe it'll be next season, but – this may be the end of the line for him as a starting quarterback in this league. He really does have a ton of pressure going in on him. I always liked him. I always thought he was a pretty good guy. I think he's remarkably tough. I think that despite all of his um, inadequacies as a quarterback necessarily, you know, his accuracy, um, his ability to make decisions on, in, in very tough situations, I did not think he was particularly good at that. There was never a moment that Jared Goff was in Los Angeles where you're looking at him thinking, you know, this guy's not about this life. He is. He's a tough guy. He took some shots. He never once was a guy that was was looking around and trying to avoid a hit. He, if, if anything, it's like, dude, you need to get down. You need to get rid of the ball. Save yourself for the next play. He's a tough guy. So I don't think that he'll buckle from it, but the fact that we're going to get three seasons of Jared Goff in a relatively short period of time, 
HBO must have a, a, a thing for tall, right-handed, blonde-haired Cal quarterbacks who uh, aren't really the guy that most of their teams are looking for when it comes to running an offense. But who knows? Maybe HBO knows something that we don't. All right. want to talk about some numbers coming up on the next edition of Locked on Rams that will give you some very warm fuzzies about where the Rams are right now and where they might be heading into the future. That's coming up on the next one. Until then, you've made Racked on Rams your first listen. Now for your second listen, make it the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It, too, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.